Yes, say, 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 and this is Balls! You're loud as fuck. <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to step on your shit, bro. <laughs> no, I think it's just for effect. Nels, come on, bro. <laughs> Yo, that man is wild. A sports podcast! Buddha! Nah, I quit this fucking show. Hi. Welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. It's a podcast with balls. It's about balls. We're your hosts. I'm Buddha. It's Willie. It's Nels. AKA Big Facts and Full Effects. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how y'all boys doing? This is episode 224. Is it? Yes. 224. No, Willie, I'm just lying. Dick. And that's freaking that's freaking <laughs> Yeah, way to go, bro. Now you now you just messed up the whole like No, I didn't. I fucking <laughs> You fucking fucker. You fucked up the feng shui of the show, bro. Nah, Boo that man. Great, man. Boo. You suck, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, guys, you know what? Let's get right into it. Um, it's really hard for me to determine uh, at this point, what March Madness really is. Is it the NCAA tournament or is it the NFL free agency? Because I got to say that this might be the craziest uh, free agency that, I mean, got to be the, in my lifetime that I can remember. I don't know where there's been so many big names that have moved in one offseason. Um, I, I guess we can get right into it. I mean, from – Right after the show last week, I'm very happy to say uh, Devontae Adams is now a Raider. Um, wow. You know, I mentioned I've, – I've said this for a while now. Um, I said earlier in the year where there was those um, reports coming out in like post-game pressers and things like that, that Devontae had said it'd be a dream to play with Derek again and those kind of things. Um I, I said back then, and you guys can go back and check if you want, that next year, Devontae and Derek would be playing together. Didn't know how. Um, I was hoping, you know, it was going to be because he was traded to the Raiders. But I was like, or I could see a situation where Aaron Rodgers is traded for Derek Carr, and then they're reunited that way. I was like, but they're going to be playing together. Um, but I assumed once... A-Rod decided he was going to stay. I was like, well, looks like Devontae's going to stay, but no. Um, He decided he was not going to play on the franchise tag. He wanted an extension. 
as he as he could. Um, I mean, don't blame the man at all. I mean, he's taken you know pay cuts before to help the team. Um, you know, especially at that position, you don't know how many times you're gonna, how many opportunities you're gonna get to really uh, cash in and, and get the big bank. So, um, and honestly, you really can't put him beyond a top two wide receiver. Uh, it's him and Nuke, to be honest. Top two, and he's not two. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, I could understand the debate either way, but but yeah, yeah. You know, but he's yeah, but he's a, he's a top two receiver, so he deserves to be paid as such. Um, you know, the Raiders were really the only team he wanted to go to. I said that last week. I was like. You know, if he were to leave the Packers, the only place he's going is the Raiders. Um, he grew up in uh, uh, Apollo Alto, I believe, California. So he grew up a Raiders fan. Um, he, you know, there's a picture went viral of him in a Tim Brown jersey from third grade. Um, like, come on, man. Like, yeah, you know, and Derek, who, you know, that's how they bonded in college. One, because they were each other's quarterback and receiver, but they both were Raider fans um, growing up. Like, imagine. Yeah, so it's like, oh, shit, you're my number one receiver on this team. We both have the same professional team that we love. Now, you know, the quarterback gets drafted to said team, and, you know, the opportunity, the stars have aligned to where, now you can fulfill this childhood dream of yours. Um, exactly. You play with your best friend. I, I love it. I love that, you know, it's not going to take long for them to get on the same page because I think a lot of people don't realize because they are best friends. They've trained together every offseason. I've known this for years because Derek constantly brings it up in his pressers to start the year. Throughout the offseason, he always trains with Devontae because they're just always together. <laughs> so their chemistry is not going to be an issue. That's easy. Yeah. Um, you know, two weeks ago, Devontae bought a house right next door to Derek Carr. So, I mean, that's a good sign for Derek because, you know, he hasn't been extended yet. But you'd have to think that Devontae was like, okay, if you're bringing me over, like, the, I mean, plan, is, the, the plan is to keep Derek Carr here. Like, exactly. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what McDaniels – I mean, because McDaniels and Ziegler have said nothing but, you know, great things about I mean, Derek and that they want to extend him and things uh, like that. Yeah, it's been nothing but praise for Derek Carr, man. Right. Like, I I haven't seen anyone talk about Derek Carr like like this. It's yeah, and and I'm fully I'm fully confident that Carr will be able to execute the McDaniel's offense. Um, John Gruden has a notoriously difficult offense uh, to get a hold of. So if if Carr can manage that, I don't see this being an issue. But I'm glad to see it. Um, the fact that we only had to give up a first and a second. I love that too. Um, yeah, so I no complaints. Uh, did you guys have any thoughts on on the trade? Well, for one, I, I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. He should have just left. Um, <laughs> Yo, facts. Um, you know, and maybe Green Bay has some tricks up their sleeves. I, I highly doubt it because they're not aggressive in the market. Clearly. Um, <laughs> couple couple of issues here with the with the the trade itself. Um Mood, I'm very happy for you. Um you being a Raiders fan and all. Um however, we do have to remember that um Carr is not extended. Um and until Carr is extended, his future is still up in jeopardy. So he has to perform this year. 
Um, yep. there, there is no excuses. Um, he did. He's he's performed. If you ask me, since he's gotten here, I don't know what the issues were in the past. I don't know who it is in the Raiders organization that has it out for him to not Man. keep him as a Raider. But well, to I to be honest, to be honest, the and sorry to cut you off the the situations with them doubting whether they're going to stick with Carr. It really started when Gruden got there. That's the only reason that started being a thing. His job was never in doubt when Jack Del Rio was the coach. But okay. Gruden famously loves kicking the wheels on on quarterbacks and saying, oh, well, you know, what can we do over here and stuff like that. Chris Sims even talked about it when he was in Tampa. He was constantly scared because there would always be these rumors that Gruden was looking for the next, you know, guy, whether it was the savvy vet who could come in and was ready to go. You know, that's why there was those, oh, is Gruden looking for Tom Brady before he decided to go to the Bucks type thing? So, like, it's really – I think a lot of that stems from Gruden. Now, McDaniels, we're going to see how he does this second time around. It's great that he's praising Carr as well. But let's just remember that McDaniel does come from the school of Belichick. Um, if Carr needs, to, Carr needs to solidify himself as the – shit, I think Carr is a top five quarterback. I'll say it now. Um, I think a lot of people disagree with me. I could give a fuck. Um, I watched Derek Carr play. Um, he's mobile. He can run out of the pocket. He's tough as fuck. He can make every throw. Um, I think the ball comes out of his hand quickly. It gets to where it needs to get to. Very watching, accurate. Watching a lot of Very the Raider games now as of recent, a lot of the games that were lost were lost on drops. No offense, as great, as athletic as Brian Edwards is, he drops a lot of passes. As athletic as Zay Jones is, he drops a lot of passes. Darren Waller might have great numbers, but he has a shitload of targets because for some reason his catch radius is not as big as he is. Um, Renfro catches every fucking thing. So um, I think I I will say this. He's like like the one guy that can't be criticized on the offense. from (laughs) From a fantasy perspective, I don't think anybody should pick up Darren Waller next year. I think I think he's I think he should be a streamer. I, I know well, we don't really talk about fantasy right now, but I'm he just also being real. he also missed a ton of time last year because he got hurt on Thanksgiving, he so he, he missed did. like a good stretch of he that did. back portion of the season. But but I've I've got to be honest with you when it comes to when it comes to throwing the ball, those out those receivers on the outside aren't seeing double teams. You're not doubling Renfro. You're not mm-hmm. doubling Adams. They're going to get a bunch of targets. Waller's going to need to learn how to catch his seven six targets to make the most of it to be right. honest with you. To, and, and and you never know. It might go as far as to Waller wanting to go to a different team because he's no longer the number one. If you want to keep it a buck. He came oh, in last yeah. season as a number one. He's clearly the number three this season. Well, in. you know, honestly, this is the first time the Raiders have had a true number one receiver in quite a while. Exactly. We were hoping Because we were hoping that was going to be Ruggs, but then that unfortunate night happened. Right. And, you know, and, and there, even there in that. Brown. And and yeah, you know, Antonio Brown was supposed to be that for us too. So you know you're you're gonna have a changing offense. I'm interested in seeing what the Raiders do, but I really was hoping that the Raiders would have added a little bit more to their defense, and maybe they'll they'll address it in the draft. I well, mean, did, there's still they? some there's still some decent names out there though. Bobby yeah. Wagner is still a name that's out there. The Honey yeah. Badger is still out there. So yeah. those those are dominoes that still have to fall. Um, yeah. So it's possible. Yeah, but draft they again draft might be where they decide to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I think that uh you know, um I think as as things move forward, the picture will get clearer. Um, you know, I I honestly 
I'm I'm just interested to, and I'm waiting to hear what Aaron Rodgers is going to have to say about all of this. Um, I know this has nothing really to do with him, but in the same context, it has everything to do with him. Right. Because I'm pretty sure one of the bargaining chips of him coming back to Green Bay was Devontae. Um, have you have you noticed it's been silent since this has happened? Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's really silent. Never quiet. It's really, really silent. And how many years did he sign this deal for? Three years. Uh, yeah. So, and you know, obviously, because you guys know, I listen to the Pat McAfee show, and they, you know, during the football season, they have Aaron on every Tuesday. Um, but you know, one of the co-hosts of that show is AJ Hawk, former teammate of Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, one of Aaron Rodgers' good friends. Um, even Pat's been asking AJ, like, hey, like, have you talked to Aaron? And even AJ's been like, I, I haven't spoken to him. So, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and the fact, the fact of the matter here is it's, you know, this is, this is a thing. And, and this is what happens when you, when you get the bag as a quarterback. Tools, pieces have to be moved, and I know we're going to transition to Tyreek Hill, but this is this is the issue with quarterbacks wanting to get the bag. Um, I have yet to see an example, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I think I've said this before. I've yet to see an example of the quarterback getting the bag and the team being successful. Right. That's just it's really tough to navigate. Um, and you know, quarterbacks mm-hmm. is it, one of those positions. It's kind of like being least, a pitcher. What would mm-hmm. you say, um, Willie? No, I was gonna say at least not Super Bowl, right? I mean, but honestly, what do you play for though? Exactly. No, but yeah, I know, you know that's what you yeah. play for. No. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm adding to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, not Super Bowl, but that's what you play for. And I yeah. mean, you know, these quarterbacks. I, I kind of was looking at the numbers a little bit, and, and the numbers is a little egregious to me, bro. You know, outside of quarterbacks, like the next, like if a quarterback is getting paid, like I, I don't have the exact numbers per se, but I do know like the, the difference in numbers. It's like a 10, 15 million drop, like yearly. You know what I mean? And it's like these quarterbacks don't want to take like these L's, and, it, and it's unbelievable to me. Well, I want you to think about, I mean, and we could transition into um, Seattle really easily like this because. Literally, that is why the Seahawks are falling apart. It's because of the $43 million cap hit, which was Russell Wilson. And then, like, and then, like, that was the big controversy. Like, last season that it was asked, oh, do you, like, can you take a pay cut in order so that we can pay Dwayne Brown and I think it was, like, Jamal Adams. And then, like, supposedly, like, agreed to the deal. Yet, oh, behind closed doors, I'm I'm searching for a trade partner. It's just it's it's crazy to me because so like you look at like for example, it seemed like the Chiefs. People don't really understand how much it really how much it really hurts. So Pat Mahomes had to restructure his contract. Even restructuring his contract, his base salary is one point five mil. His cap hit is still thirty five million dollars. Insane. The next, the next biggest cap hit is Chris Jones at twenty nine mil, and then Orlando Brown at sixteen, right? Wow, but what, then what's Kelsey's? Kelsey's is eight point eight million dollars. His base wow. salary is six point five mil. So you know the thing about it is, is like, bro, this is kind of crazy to me because here's my point. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes 
no offense, did not have to take that big ass contract. Right. You could have kept him. 10, ten years, half a billion dollars. Yeah, no, bro. Like, and that was the thing. Like, I think it was like, he's he was like, oh, I'm trying to set the precedent for the quarterback deals. And I'm like, bro, you didn't have to set the precedent. You could have just signed like, all right, let's sign like a three-year deal. Was it fully let's guaranteed, sign... that contract? Yeah. Yeah, so. damn near. It's fully, you're right, I think it's fully guaranteed. You can't. He's your franchise quarterback for life. And and the thing about it is, there's nothing wrong with being a franchise quarterback. I just have a really hard time understanding why these players are finding it so difficult to just follow the the model. I mean, and again, sure, getting paid, well, getting paid is a thing. But it's like Tom Brady has seven rings. Yeah, not being literally in the middle of paid quarterbacks. I mean, he got paid right. as much as his teammates. And people were like, oh, yeah. that doesn't matter because he's married to the model and whatever the case may be. Cool. Whatever you have to say. But in my mindset, and maybe it's just because I don't live a rich lifestyle, but shit, me, $15 million a year in a ring every other year sounds pretty damn good to me. I, mean, I ain't gonna yeah. lie to you. I ain't gonna I mean, lie to you. I, I got you. I feel that. I mean, like you said, I mean, Right, like you know, we don't live real, live a rich lifestyle. You know, I can't watch another man's pockets. Right, that's and that so and that's like, what I'm like. I I can't. So I don't. I don't really. I can't really say much on the negative, but it's like, damn, bro. Like, so you know, like when Tyreek Hill sees like I'm performing, if if I'm if I if my numbers are better than Devontae Adams, if I'm you know doing all this stuff, oh, I'm trying to be paid too. You know. There's not, but that's not that's there's not a problem with that. But yeah. Tyreek Hill, but, Tyreek Hill got paid more than Devontae, right? How much did he get? Thirty mil. Yeah, but over how many? Over how many? Over how many years? Over four. That's still not ten million dollars a year, bro. You got quarterbacks that are getting five hundred mil for ten years. Yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah, and but I, I, I mean, no, the only one, but the only person who signed a deal like that is Patrick Mahomes. But he, well, even no one, he, no one else has signed a deal like that, even before because, Pat. But look at the other quarter. I mean, all right, so you're saying he gets paid, he's gonna get paid like 10 a year, right? Right, he's getting paid way more than 10. What do you mean? How much you said he's you said it's 30 mil for four years, isn't it? Or well, no, Pat, which one, Patrick Mahomes? No, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, no, it's thirty million a season. Oh, it's thirty million a season. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was about to say, that's pretty. Yeah. That's that's decent. Yeah, that man is making thirty million a season. Yeah, like that's like a significant hit. Like, and that's why, like, it's like because you know, like, yes, the the cap is growing, but you have to pay every single man on the fifty three included in that cap, and I think a lot of players don't realize that. Like, yeah, okay, my left tackle, he got to make 12, but he's making 16 because he's one of the best, right? Mm-hmm. My quarterback's making 35, and then if it's if that's contributed to the 208, because I think it's 208, right, Buddha? Yeah. What? Like that, the cap, the cap net, the new cap. Yeah, yeah, 208. That, like, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's that's a good portion of your cap already. And then you got to put fifty three people in there. Like you, you, you can't afford to pay everybody. 
and every and and I think and I think everybody knows that, and I think and unfortunately, I think Aaron Rodgers knew that too. But the only thing is, and I hate to say it, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, like Aaron Rodgers is like selfish or nothing, but like I think Aaron Rodgers expected Devontae Adams to play on the on the um franchise tag. The franchise tag. He expected him to play on the franchise tag. That was the, I think that and I think that is like I think that's like kind of why he's been quiet. You might be right. But I mean Aaron, that wouldn't shock me though. Aaron Rodgers doesn't ha- necessarily have the best you know human interaction no, skills. No, because <laughs> no, definitely you know not I mean? because um, James Jones, not to cut you, I'm sorry to cut you off, but James Jones, like James Jones was saying it. He, um, James Jones was like, he was in the final year of his deal and Aaron Rodgers was like, bro, don't be that guy. Don't try to get paid. And meanwhile, what is it? Like not maybe, maybe five, six years later, I'm trying to be the highest paid player in the league. I want to be the highest paid quarterback. I'm like, you know, that. I feel like me as a player, I feel some type of way because I'm like, you know, you told me, oh, take this cut, man, take this cut. But meanwhile, you're not trying to take this cut to make sure you keep your star receiver. Because think about it. If you make 41, Devontae still stays, right? Mm, For the most part. And And you're making that $9 million up in endorsements. Tell me you're not. Right. Um, because you know, and I think that's I think and that's and I think that's another reason why I think um Tom Brady it wasn't it didn't matter about the money because I'm making double, if not triple, my NFL check in endorsements. Cause if I'm the face of Nike football, if I'm the face of all of these different things, come on, man. The NFL salary don't mean that much. Like, yeah, it's cool, but if Nike giving me a long-term life deal, what is that? I mean, I feel I feel as though, you know, here's, here's the thing. So I, I, I kind of feel like <laughs> um, it all depends on the view that you take, right? You sure it was Jones? Mm-hmm. You sure it wasn't Jennings? I thought it was Jennings that left for the check. It was Jennings. It was Jennings, Jennings that left for the but- check. Jennings, but I think Jones, I thought Jones was the one that was talking about it, though. Jones might have said something. I know Jennings for sure said okay. something. Okay. But the reason why I'm saying uh-huh. that is this. The only reason why I know this is because I remember John Kuhn. So Jennings was, like, talking about how, you know, Rodgers didn't want to be that guy, so on and so forth or whatever. And then John Kuhn responded back on um, Twitter and was like, but, Greg, you were that guy. And, you know, here's here's my thing about it. I don't think we understand the full perspectives of everything. Mm -hmm. I agree. If Aaron Rodgers selfishly is trying to keep his team together and make bread, that's what he just tried to do. He tried to have his cake and eat it too, which a lot of people do in a lot of circumstances. I don't fault him for trying to go for it. But in in the same context, though, you can't be mad at Devontae seeing you get that check and him hearing that he can get that check and play with his best friend and be like, yeah, I'm about to be out. And I think that's why Aaron has been quiet because he probably does want to say some shit. But the question is, is should he say some shit? Because here's the thing. 
We're not talking about any other football player here. We're talking about Devontae motherfucking Adams. I've yet to hear any football fan say, I don't like Devontae Adams. No. Devontae Adams is one of the most well-liked NFL players I've ever you seen. You can't talk shit about Devontae. So you might no. as well you might as well stay quiet if you had something negative like, to say because even, even players like even people who don't like Devontae, like like even Bears fans bro. are like, you know what, I respect Devontae. Come his on, game, bro. his personal life, how he conducts on, himself, man. bro. On, like, it's, just, it's, just tough, it's just tough. It's just, it's just tough. Jit has a wife with his second baby on the way right now. Like Yeah, man. so you know, at the end of the day, you know, Aaron Rodgers tried to go for the bag and tried to keep his team together too. Now it's a bad look. You know what I mean? Depending on what perspective you look at it from. I mean, shit. Who wouldn't try to get paid and keep the team together? Who wouldn't try to get paid and see if they can keep the best wide receiver in the game on a franchise tag? Maybe he thought his relationship on the field was enough to keep Devontae for one more year and probably was like, hey, let's run this back one more year and then you can go do whatever it is that you want to do. But Devontae's sitting there like, bitch, I could get hurt on this franchise tag. Bitch, I'm out. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So Because he see OBJ. Period. You know what I mean? And, and the thing about it is, is like, you know, you, you can't be mad at both perspectives. Um, Devontae, I think, is going to do great with the Raiders. I think the, the offense is going to be unbelievable um, to see them run well. Um, you know, and Tyreek Hill. Daniel's scheme. Yeah, Tyreek Hill in Miami isn't that bad of a pickup for Miami either, even though he got that bag. Honestly, they're not spending a lot more money on anybody else except for Xavier. You know what I mean? So it's still a good pickup for them because they got two yeah, on that rookie contract for a couple of years. Um, they yeah, got Waddle they on that rookie contract for a couple of years. Now because they pick up Tyreek, they can let Devontae go or they can keep Devontae and shit. They got a decent little receiver squad over there too with Mike Jusicki. So they got a bunch of good players mm-hmm. on rookie contracts. They franchise They got um, Yeah, they franchise the Jusicki so they know they got him stuck there for a year. So, I mean, honestly, you know, I thought all the way around those two moves were good moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Tyreek had to go because they're they're gonna give the bag to Kelsey. Let's be yeah. honest with ourselves. As much as we as much as we enjoy Tyreek's game and he's speedy and whatever, we know Kelsey's really the guy. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Because and to, it's because of his production. And to be honest with you, I know this is a very unpopular take. I've already been getting shitted on by my friends about it who I've said it, including uh, you know people who very much listen to this show. I think the <laughs> Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will get the same return with Juju. I don't think they lose much from Tyreek to Juju. And the reason, there's one reason why I say this. There's one reason why I say this. Tyreek Hill's biggest weapon was his speed. Um, <clears throat> he would get... They would purposely double team and let Kelsey get off and do whatever it is that he had to do. Mm-hmm. Not only that, I've seen about four or five games where Tyreek Hill has pulled up holding onto that hamstring. That is also something that needs to be noted. Now, what I think the Chiefs are doing is you got to realize that they still have Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, when his mind is right and when he is playing on every team that he's played for, even if it's been one or two games, has proven that he is effective. He's proven that. He's proven it on the Patriots. He proved it on the Seahawks for the two games that he was there. And I think he proved it for the Chiefs for the couple of games that he was there too. I think he played a couple of games for the Chiefs, but I'm mistaken. I could be confusing him for Hardman, yeah. but I felt like I saw Gordon. He played a few. I like yeah, and I, and I thought he made some plays. So you still have somebody who can stretch the field. And we're kind yeah. of forgetting that they still got McCole Hardman out there who's a speedster in his own right. 
Juju's exactly. not Juju's not slow. Juju's not trash. I think that we are taking away from the fact that he had to adjust playing with one of the greatest receivers of all time. When you're playing with Antonio Brown, who can beat any double team, bro, you're good on the other side. You can do whatever the fuck you want. When you have somebody like that leave, bro, that is an adjustment. That takes time. And he did that his second year in the league. That doesn't mean he's trash, though. He still put up decent numbers. He's still okay. And I think I think he does fine with the Chiefs, to be honest with you. I really do. Yeah. I don't think they lose much. I don't think they lose much. Like, you know, yes, they will not have no games where he's going to get 200 yards in a quarter with three touchdowns. No, that's never going to happen. But you know what? What I find what I find interesting about that is, is that was this past season, right? Where you had like the two hundred yards in the game, three yeah. touchdowns, or whatever the case may be, right? Yeah, that was against the Bucks. Okay, so but, you know the thing the thing about it is, is that he had that phenomenal game, and you know he still finished out the year with twelve hundred yards. He had a shitload of receptions. He had twelve hundred yards. You know, like. I would have I would have put Tyreek on a different pedestal if he was giving me like 14 or 15. You see what I'm saying? Because there were some games that I watched with him where, you know, where they did double team him and they held him down pretty well, but he would have those one or two pickpocket plays that pretty much helped his receiving totals. Like I think against the Bills in the championship game, he probably had like four or five receptions, but they totaled out to like 20 yards, 30 yards, and then he caught the one in the fourth quarter day. He went 70 yards, and now his numbers look like six receptions, 160 yards or whatever. And, you know, you're, if you didn't watch the game, you're thinking to yourself, like, damn, this, he's fast. I was like, no, the fourth quarter, he caught two passes and took the fuck off. And those are the two plays yeah. where they didn't double him. Exactly. You see what I mean? So in terms of football, you. you know what I mean? Like, I'm mm-hmm. not taking away from Tyreek and the success he is or the talent that he is. I just don't think it's that much of a drop-off that we're saying between Tyreek to Juju. I don't think it's that much of a drop-off. This is what you're saying. I'm not going to debate you. Yeah. I'm not. I I will say you can't sacrifice speed. But I will say that Tyreek Hill did have a lot of crucial drops. Yes. And I will say that cost, like... A lot of like times, like I know that they were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like Mahomes is like throwing picks, but like I would like go back and I'll be like, "All right, let, like let's see," because I'm like, "All right," like because you know, you know, I you know, because I feel like Mahomes like he like gets love, but also gets like hella hate, and then like gets also a lot of love. So he's like the most loved, hated player at the same time. So he's like kind of in the middle, but. I think like so, but so like I was watching like going back and like they would just go back and be like, look, like Tyree Kill, the balls be in the bread basket, yeah, and it, yeah, and it, and, it, and, it, and it just like I don't know, yeah, I like I don't weird. know what would happen, man. Like the ball just would end up like, and then here comes like interception. I'm like, okay, and then I'm like, all right, here's another one. I'm just, I'm just, one. I'm just interested. And I was like, I think it was like a record, bro. I think it was like eight, eight drops that ended up in interceptions. Yeah, and, and I mean, honestly, you know, just, just, just to keep, just to keep it going, like, yeah, the, the drops yeah. were crucial. You know, I, I'm thinking, and maybe I'm just holding on to past memories. Say, I just remember 2018 Juju, where he actually, when he played across Antonio, Antonio had like 
1,200 yards, I think, that year. Mm-hmm. And then Juju had, like, damn near 1,500 yards. He led the team in receptions and yards that year. Wow. And he took the fuck off. I mean, he had a 97-yard reception. Oh, I and, remember that against the Colts. I yeah, yeah. Like, he had him a year. And I'm like, man, listen, he had got injured. You know, he, he was playing on a team where he was going to get double teamed every time. And to be honest with you, the reason why he was getting double teamed every time was because Claypool, outside of the one good game he had, wasn't performing. And Deontay Washington was dropping every fucking thing. So they used right. to be like, bitch, we're just going to one-on-one these two. We're setting the house at Juju. Let's see what hey. you can do there. You know what I mean? And and I don't I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know. I got I to gotta fix you because I do want to say, because Deontay Johnson did fix his um, Johnson, drop issue. Yeah, no, you good. You know, you good. He dro- He fixed his drop issue this past season. I just want to say that because that man really worked on his craft. Um, it was like um, – 100 like catches and like one drop or something like that but okay. well yeah i mean he he definitely did that but remember last year when he fixed it juju didn't play gotcha. juju All right. so another big story that came out since we last recorded and probably the biggest story um you know there's a, there's a certain person that we haven't really discussed on this show um and and quite some time just because you know we've kind of just stood by we're going to wait till we hear the, all the facts and right. go from there. Um, still don't have those, but Deshaun Watson uh, was acquitted um, of all charges um, in every single one of those cases. Uh, he now faces 23 uh, civil suits. Um, what will come of that? Who knows? I hope that whatever truth is out there that justice is served either way. Um, But on that note, once that news broke out, uh, the NFL kind of took that as, okay, we don't need to worry about him going to jail, so let's try to get him. Um, There was a bidding war. Ultimately, it came down to uh, four teams, those four teams being uh, the New Orleans Saints, the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Cleveland Browns. Um, You know, after some days and things like that, uh, the Browns were eliminated first, and then the Panthers were eliminated second. So then it became kind of like a silent bidding war uh, between um, New Orleans and Atlanta, Deshaun taking multiple visits with each of them, you know, uh, and it really kind of all signs were pointing to Atlanta uh, because they had started exploring trade possibilities um, and it kind of just seemed, hey, he's going to go back home, the team where he was a ball boy for them when he was younger. And especially, you know, when you're going through tough times where do you go you go home um so they could see like it seemed like the really logical possibility meanwhile in cleveland baker mayfield at this point has said you know what i have a feeling my time here is done he posts this goodbye uh we're not really a goodbye it's uh we'll see what happens to cleveland fans and uh yeah he once 
all that came out. They requested he requested a trade. Cleveland said, "Fuck you, uh, we're not trading you." <laughs> Baker said, "I really think it'd be in the best interest of everybody if y'all trade me." Cleveland said, "Hold on a sec, we got a we got a call on the other line." Deshaun, Deshaun Watson made his decision. He decided neither the Saints or the Falcons. He went to Cleveland um, on a five-year, $230 million contract, every single penny guaranteed. And then on top of that, uh, Willie, I think you were the one who put it in the chat, the ultimate finesse, um, the way they structured his – his salary for the year, he's only going to be getting a million dollars in salary. The rest will be a signing bonus. So in the event the league decides to suspend him like for the year, um, instead of losing multiple millions per game, he'll only be losing about like 55000 I think it was, per game. Bro, that shit was crazy, bro. They Wild. signed him for road. He he signed and got forty eight mil or Wild. something like that, bro. I was like, "Damn, Deshaun." Well, you, you you sat back for a year, bro. Well, you need he needs that forty eight million because he's gonna have to pay all that all that money back on the civil end. Um, so let me tell you something first off. Um, whatever it is that those women said, Deshaun did. <clears throat> Deshaun more likely than not did. Unfortunately. Yeah, right. You know, with there being such a fine line between sexual assault and non-sexual assault, when you go into court with the he said, she said, it's usually lawyer versus lawyer. And I can I I highly doubt Deshaun's gonna lose that. Yeah. So it's probably for the best that it didn't make it to court. No offense to the women, but at least the women will be able to get their say so in civil court because civil court is very different from criminal court. The one thing that people have to understand before anything else, because a lot of people aren't understanding why Deshaun got let off. First off, remember, you are innocent until proven guilty. So, you know, being the defense in a situation like that, where he said, she said, there's only one question I need to ask. Provide me the evidence. Right. Provide me the evidence. If you can't provide me the evidence, then, you know, you're, we're really just going to hear you talk for about three or four days. This case is going to be settled. We'll go to the next one. Um, but Deshaun's going to pay some money. He's going to break that bread. Because I'm going to tell oh, you now. One of, the, one of the girls got refuted quickly, though. I guess she had gone over to his house at like three in the morning. Well, yeah, for sure. Like, like I, I say, I'll say this much: the thing, the thing people got to understand about sexual assault too. That's all fine and dandy if the girl dealt with them or whatever. I mean, it's going to hurt her yeah. chances because there's obviously some romance there. But you right. know, sexual assault occurs as soon as the woman feels uncomfortable and lets that be known. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if she agrees for the rest of the time. If at any point in time she lets it be known that this isn't comfortable or she feels uncomfortable, whatever the case may be, and there's enough to be able to prove that she wasn't fully comfortable with it, it's over with. Um, Now, this is what I will say. I do think that there are some scenarios where the women saw an attractive, young, successful quarterback that's, I mean, it's on and popping. And, you know, Deshaun definitely took advantage of of where he was at and knew that he was going to be able to get him some slimmies, and he did. I hope this is a lesson to him moving forward that you got to be careful with your pockets and you got to be careful 
with what's inside of those pockets and inside of those pants. All right, be careful with those massages. How about you just get you one masseuse and just let it ride out? Yeah. Right. So, you know, as far as the decision to going to the Browns, I don't see any other team Deshaun would have went to. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't like the Saints for him. I don't like the Falcons for him. But I love the Browns for him. I love the Browns I like, for him. I yeah. For yeah, I like. I only like the Falcons just because of that whole kind of underlying story behind it and everything. Uh, they ain't got cool. after after Ridley, nothing- after Ridley cleared it. They ain't got shit. Kyle Pitts yeah. is great. Don't get me don't get me twisted. But we're talking about Kyle Pitts versus- and Cordero Patterson is yeah. their only two weapons. I thought I thought oh Patterson is coming back. So yeah, he's coming back. You know you got those guys, but I mean we're talking about Chubb, Hunt, um, Johnson, now Cooper. I'm pretty sure Landry will come back now. Cooper and Joku. I mean, bro. You, it's weapons galore for a quarterback who's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league right now. I mean, this right. is a guy who I've seen torched the Patriots. And when he was torching the Patriots, that's when we had some really good DBs. And, I mean, he's throwing it into some windows against some really damn good man coverage. I'm not going to lie to you. So I think he's going to have a field day over there in Cleveland. Beyond that, Cleveland's been waiting for a guy. And Deshaun's that guy, to be honest with you. And I, I, think, I think the team turns around from that. I think the team's got their peace now. I mean, this was already an AFC championship team. Now you, you you might have yourself a legitimate Super Bowl contender. That defense is really good. That offense is pretty stacked. You now have you a quarterback that can get you somewhere. No offense to Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Two years ago, as far as numbers was concerned, whether people want to admit it or not, Baker Mayfield was a top 10 quarterback in the league. However, I think that when we're talking about Baker Mayfield, the problem here is, is that, number one, I think that the personality that he developed in college will never shake him. Um, number two, he isn't – he plays bigger than he actually is, and it shows. That's number two. Number three, I think he got hurt by his college career because he appeared so dynamic in college, but here he's really a play-action quarterback which there's a lot of. There's a lot of really good play-action quarterbacks, but that's not what we expected from him, right? Like, think about it. Matt Ryan is another play-action-esque quarterback. Carson Wentz is a play-action-esque quarterback. There's a lot of play styles. Although Carson Wentz may do it from the shotgun, and it may be RPO, but what people don't understand is RPO is still play-action. Right. It's still play-action. Don't take it away from what they are. They are what they are. Russell Wilson is also a play-action quarterback. He just He can improvise, and he's not scared to make plays on the run. But some of Russ's best plays have been off the play action. That's what he's been doing. That's what he's accustomed to. Nothing wrong with that. But the difference between Russ, Carson, Maddie, and Baker is that's not what we thought Baker was going to be. We knew what we were getting with Russ, and we got exactly that. I think we got better than what we bargained for with Russ, no offense. I think we got exactly what we bargained for from Maddie, and I think Carson Wentz is exactly what, he, what we thought he was from Jump Street, Right? I think we expected Baker to be more like the Josh Allen gunslinger types, and he's just not that guy. He can't squeeze the ball in the window, right? Because if he was a gunslinger, then OBJ would have led the league in receptions, right? I mean, look at what he did when he finally did get with a gunslinger because he left a gunslinger with Eli, right? With the one he, I'm going to squeeze it in the window. My arm is strong enough to get it in there. I don't give a fuck about picks. 
We finna make shit happen. Mm-hmm. Eli was throwing that whole out. Hey, listen, Eli, hey, if you we take a lot away from Eli Manning, bro. But if you watch his highlights, that boy used to really sling that rock, boy. No cap. Like he really used to sling it. You know what I mean? And he went to Baker. Baker's not a guy that slings it, honestly. It just it is what it is. We thought he was, but he's not. Um, you know, and now he went to Maddie Stafford, and Stafford throws that bitch. You know what I mean? And we saw that because, I mean, as soon – I mean, it was night and day when he started operating with Stafford. Stafford is out there winging that hoe. You know what I mean? So I think, like, that offense – I think the, the Browns' offense wants to get away from play action. Stefanski shows that he's a great play caller. He designs a great offense. But for me, I feel like that offense is meant to be for a gunslinger, which is why I think OBJ is okay with going back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Because playing with Deshaun – Deshaun is not a scrambling quarterback. He's a fucking gunslinger. He just knows how to run. So I think that offense is really going to open up. I think Njoku's finally going to have the year that he should have had. You know what I mean? Because he's more of a vertical threat than anything. Um, Now we might be able to see more of them double tight end sets that I think we spoke about prior to with Hooper and Njoku. Might be able to get a little bit two-by-two action with them too if they get OBJ back. I mean, shit, now you got Landry, OBJ, and freaking... um, Cooper, I mean, Jesus. You know what I mean? And OBJ's already shown, like, he's okay with taking a little pay cut. He took a pay cut to be with the Rams. So, you know, I, I, I'm really excited to see where the Browns go from here. And it goes to show you more and more that a quarterback does matter. And here's the crazy thing is, is that Deshaun did not take a freaking Mahomes paycheck. <laughs> he's worth it, but, you know, he took, he took, he took what he got. You know what I'm saying? And there's still enough room for the Browns to make hella moves. You know what I'm saying? And like I'm I'm really excited to see, you know, where the Browns go with this offense. Because now, you know, the 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 tools are gonna be used a little differently. You know, Baker Baker knew what it was when the season was over with. That's why he was, you know, hustling so goddamn hard at the end of the year to make these big ass plays that he couldn't make because he's just not that guy. Sorry, Baker. <laughs> I like, and the thing is, I like Baker. I like Baker because he's tough, and he and he and he does his best to whoop ass. I just he just reminds me of, he reminds me of, and I'm not saying this to try him, but I, I think this is the best description I can think of. He reminds me of a UFC fighter that is fighting like one weight class too high, just one weight class too high. <clears throat> he wants to be a heavyweight. He wants to be. He wants to be the one that throws bombs. He wants to be the 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 the, the knockout artist. But he's really a technical light heavyweight, and that's that's where he needs. To, <laughs> that's where he needs to be. He needs to stay in his lane. You know what I mean? I'm I'm sorry, Baker. I don't mean to try you like that. I'm trying to prop you up as much as I can. But I mean, it's it's honest to God truth, bro. You know, and I and I think 32 teams out of 32 would take Watson over Baker any day, even with a year off. So, so does Baker ride the pine somewhere? No, I don't. I don't think Baker rides the pine. I think Baker's going to wait out to see what team needs a quarterback, and then he's going to go there and he's going to compete for a job. Now, if the Browns decide to keep him for whatever reason, then yeah, he's going to unhappily ride the pine. But in Oof. the same in the same context, <laughs> in the same context though, seeing how the Browns front office has operated in the last couple of years, Baker still holds value. Yo, imagine imagine they keep Baker. Deshaun gets suspended for the year. So now Baker's reluctantly having to start for this team. And that's probably why they're holding him. 
to see to see what the NFL is going to do. But the N- I don't even know if the NFL has enough grounds to suspend Watson for the year, though. Well, but they have precedent, though. Because if you look at the shit with Ben Roethlisberger, it was like a similar thing, and he got suspended four games. Um, That's four games. I'm four, I, I can see like a two to four game suspension. Right, but, but I'm saying, but the, I, I guess that kind of multiplied that just because of all the amount, the sheer amount that it was. Like that was for like one thing. This is now, this is 23. So yeah. like, well, did they look at it all as one small thing? Here's your three week suspension. Or it's like, no, we're going to do for each one of these, you're going to get three weeks for that. Like, how yeah. It's a slap on the wrist. I mean, so the thing, the thing about it is, is that what the, what I think the biggest problem is, is that, I think the evidence matters, right? And I'm not defending Watson here. But when you read about the Ben Roethlisberger cases, I'm sorry, dog. I'm sorry. Ben got off, bro. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. I'm sorry, dog. Like, I, I don't want to be that guy, but Ben uh, Ben really was on some sleazeball shit. <laughs> like... No cap, right? Now, the evidence to me was like, all right, cool, you might have got off with one, but this ain't looking too good for you, right? Like, I, I, I compare the Ben Roethlisberger situation more or less to, like, the Kobe situation. You know, Kobe, you fucked up, bro. You know what I mean? You might have got off, but, you know, the evidence, evidence don't lie. You, you said some really crazy things, too, in the in the meantime, like, Bro, like, you really told this cop that Shaq gets away with stuff like that all the time? Like, this is this is on this is on papers, bro. This is what you said. This is what you said, bro. Like, right. that's wild. You know what I mean? Now, with Deshaun Watson, I mean, there is precedent, but the only precedent closest that I can think of is uh, uh is good old Bob Kraft. To be honest with you, it's still he said, she said. In, in civil court, it operates differently. But if this man's about to pay damn near 15 to 20, if this man has to pay for damn near every single civil suit, this man is potentially going to be on the line for about 20 to $40 million, if not more. I, I think that's the one thing that we're kind of missing here is like people are like, oh, well, there's no justice or whatever the case may be. Bro, this touches civil court. People got to understand how civil court works, Okay. Civil court looks at the evidence and looks at the stuff that was missed, right? And without giving y'all too much of a history lesson and taking too much time, look at the O.J. Simpson case. O.J. Simpson's defense team twisted a story and made it look like the LAPD was corrupt and it was this big cover-up to make it look like he did it. He didn't do it. Yeah, to make it look like he did it. And DNA evidence wasn't necessarily the thing at that time or whatever the case may be. Great. Civil court, he goes to. They talk about two pieces of evidence, bro. Two pieces of evidence. Number one. And one of them was mentioned in court. The gloves that were used belonged to him. They looked up credit card receipts and saw that Nicole bought those gloves. There was only like 200 of them made and sold in the United States. And you can only get them from Bloomingdale's Macy's. And that specific glove was bought in New York at Bloomingdale Macy's with OJ's, well, by OJ's um, ex-wife, Nicole, right? That's number one. Number two, the shoes, the Bruno Magli shoes were size 12 Bruno Maglis, and they made like maybe 500 pairs of those worldwide. 
They asked OJ if he ever had a pair. He said no. Here's a picture of him with NBC Sports wearing the freaking jacket and size 12 Bruno Magli <laughs> shoes. You owe the family $5 million. Get the fuck out of here. He never That's paid that. Wild. He never paid that shit back because, you know, again, it's civil. And he probably just said he never had the money to begin with, but he probably doesn't. But that's how civil court operates right there. So all that means is, is all the girl has to do is find a slight piece of evidence that he did say that I was uncomfortable. I went through it in any way. If Deshaun sent one crazy ass text message, which he probably did, it's over with. It's over with. Let a text message be like, damn, girl, I really enjoyed the day. You know what I mean? I like feeling your hands on my body. Done. Run me my bread. And let's say there's 15 text messages. Each one of these girls saying, I need like a mil to two mil. Bro, we talking about 15 to $30 million. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like this man... This man ain't out of it. You know what I'm saying? And I think like the NFL, it's a very different scenario because, you know, we're not talking about hella sleazeball stuff. You know what I mean? Like, shit. (laughs) Innocently, you know, Deshaun probably thought he was just cooling it. Deshaun was just probably getting his numbers up. Living a dream in Houston, looking at these bad Bahamas suits just touching up on his body, making him feel awkward as hell because you never know. Jim might be awkward, bro. Jet might be awkward. We don't really know Deshaun like that, bro. I've never seen Deshaun outside of his interviews, so we don't know what the hell the man is on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, we could look at it from all perspectives. He could have been really on some sleazeball stuff, or he really could have just been on, I'm just trying to live my life. But, you know, what does that mean for the women? You trying to live your life. How comfortable do they feel with you living your life? If you're throwing out $5,000, you know what I mean? I put myself in their shoes. No, I might not want to touch your meat. But I'm getting $5,000 today? I ain't finna lie to you, bro. I'm touching that meat. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, it it, it sound crazy. It sound crazy. But it's the truth, dog. And you know what I'm saying? It's still assault. Yes, yes, yes. I touched your meat. You gave me $5,000, though. You didn't even know how I felt about it at the end. But I I gotta feed myself, too, man. So that can still be seen in civil court as assault. In criminal yeah. court, all the all the lawyer got to say is, I mean, she still, you know, acquiesced. She still touched the meat. So it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Now what? What other evidence do you have? And of course, they're going to be like, all right, well, we're we going to have to acquit that. In civil court, that's not the same. <clears throat> civil court is not the same. So, you know, I don't know, dog. I feel, I, I it would be, it would be crazy to me to see, to see him, get a full year suspension. It would be crazy for me to see him get no suspension at all. But, you know, I do definitely see him playing next season. All right. I do. Well, we'll see what happens with that one. Um, you know, so as these dominoes continue to fall, we also have another quarterback change. Man, there's been, I think there's been like seven I think at least seven or eight teams are going to have a new quarter, new starting quarterback uh, next year. Uh, but the Atlanta Falcons, they traded Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts uh, because, you know, uh, Indy traded Carson to Washington. Um, I mean, based on what's left, I 
don't hate this uh, pickup for Indy. I am, I am curious why people aren't calling about Jimmy G. I, I think, mean, I think maybe that shoulder injury might be more serious. Than maybe, or maybe, or maybe the teams are at least nervous about that potentially. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I didn't I even agree. think about that. I did I not agree. think about that. Yeah, so I mean, out of out of really what was out there, I'm I'm not mad at that for the Colts. I think they do have a team. They need wide receiver help for sure, um, and hopefully they can address that in the draft. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, what do you guys think, Matt Ryan to the Colts? So <clears throat> I like Matt Ryan to the Colts. Um, this is going to be the best team that he's been on since the Super Bowl season. Um, is the best line he's had probably ever. Um, he's not damaged goods. He's still he's still a good quarterback. Um, so I think he'll have a good season, and I think that offense is more suited to Matt Ryan than it is for Carson Wentz. I would agree. I think so. So I think Matt Ryan's going to do fine. Um, now remember, he's going to have one of the best running backs in the game. And I just said that he tends to be more of a play-action quarterback. So just think about the issues that's going to arise. I mean, you still got Pittman over there. Um, he's pretty damn good. Um, they have another receiver over there that's pretty decent, too. Um, is T.Y. still over there? Uh, yeah, T.Y.'s there. He's he getting gets, older, though. He gets hurt a lot. Yeah. And then they got Mo Cox. They got uh, yeah. Jack Doyle, two good tight ends. He loves throwing his tight ends. There's another receiver over there that's straight, bro. Pascal. Pascal. He's decent, bro. So they all right over there. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do think there's a potential for Julio to take his ad over there, to be honest with you, um, which would be exciting. Uh, that defense is is ready to go. I think, you know, it makes this team good. Um, the Jimmy G thing, the, I, I think the shoulder injury is a little bit more than what's expected for I think I think the shoulder issue is is a problem because we're not hearing much from his camp about it, right? Like for example, Dak had a shoulder injury, and his camp's already saying like he's good to go, like right. he's able to do everything he needs to do to do with that shoulder. And you know, usually when when a player is good right. off of an injury, the camp does they do their best to let it be known like, hey, everything is straight. So not yeah. hearing anything from Jimmy G's camp, I don't know, bro. And, and the 49ers has always been an organization that doesn't hide <clears throat> their motives. They don't hide what they do. And I think that's why people love dealing with the 49ers because the 49ers don't hide shit. So if there is something wrong with that shoulder, the 49ers will definitely let it be known like, hey, he does have a shoulder. I, I'm right. going to let y'all know that. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the 49ers have made some great deals. And I, and I do think that matters. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. like not shielding what's going on, but in the same context, just because they know don't mean we will. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think I think True. the fact that he hasn't been traded and, and, and you know, precedent matters in the NFL as well. And we're talking about a, a quarterback who was one bad quarter away from winning a Super Bowl. He's not trash. Exactly. Like legitimately one. <laughs> yeah, he literally was a bad quarter away. I mean, if he continues playing that quarter like he did the first three, we're, we're talking about the 49ers. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we might. Mahomes might not even get that deal. Facts. Facts. So, you know, there's there's definitely there's definitely a lot to to to, to think of. You know what For I mean? Sure. So 
But I, I like um, the I like the Maddie Ryan move though. Maddie Ice over there is nice. That is nice. nice. Um, so after that, the Atlanta Falcons signed Marcus Mariota. Um, so he will I get his. Like it. Yeah, I like it too. Um, for what they run, I think with especially with Cordero Patterson there and uh, Kyle Pitts, they do need to add some depth at receiver for sure. Um, but yeah, they're still not going to be a great team. But I think you know they could they could cause some upsets. I think it's cool though, um, because I don't know if you remember, but um Arthur Smith, who is the current Falcons head coach, was the OC of the Titans right. when they when, originally yep. had drafted Mariota. So I think that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and they must have had their eyes on him for a while because it was pretty immediate after the, the Matt Ryan right. trade that they signed him. I mean Mariota a, Mariota nice when team. he got on when he got on the field for Las Vegas, I mean, he did he his good. thing. He yeah, looked he damn good. good. So, especially when he's healthy. Yeah, yeah. man. Shit, me, I, I fucking go for it too. God damn it. Um, let's see. Teddy Bridgewater signed with the Miami Dolphins. Um, although he isn't saying what his role will be. Um, I think the back. The the coach has made it pretty clear. Tua is going to be the starter. Um, unless he finds a way to lose that job. Uh, but it's always good to have a, a veteran quarterback who could come in if you need him. I think Teddy will be perfect in Miami, I think, for the culture that they're trying to build there. Um, how much is how much is Teddy getting over there? I'm not sure. So I think it's like maybe two years and 15. Okay, two years at 15. So two years, 15 a year, or two years, 15 total. Two years, fifteen total, I believe. So you know, Teddy Bridgewater. Let's 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 kind of let's kind of call spades spades, right? Teddy Bridgewater has now played seven years in the league. He's been a starting quarterback in <clears throat> about four of those, five, five of those. Um, he shouldn't even be playing football, considering the severity of his injury. Um, right. He is a quarterback that has proven that he can run a team. Um, but in the same context, you know, there are some guys who are great backup quarterbacks. I think he's one of those that are great backup quarterbacks. I think he has an opportunity to get paid and he's back at the crib. He's from Miami oh. and, you know, he does a lot for his community over there. So I'm not going to lie to you. If I'm already in a place where I know that my career, what's up, Willie? He he only signed a one-year deal. For how much? 6.5 with... um. Six point five fully guaranteed with he and he can make an additional three. Oh, that's not bad. That's pretty good. And and he and yeah. he might resign over there depending on you know how his year rolls out. But you get to be back at the crib, you get to help and, out your community, you get to and be he there, might get, he might legit get a chance to start too. Yeah, bro. Because exactly. you know gets hurt. Yeah, bro. That's 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 a nice little move for me, bro. If you're telling me, listen, I want to, I want to, I would love to hear somebody tell me that they wouldn't take somebody coming to me like, listen, you get to be a backup. You're getting six million a year, and you're at the crib. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. And Come on, man. it's likely that you're playing at least two games. Facts. Because two is going to be hurt, and if you're in the playoffs, you're playing week 17. Exactly. Week 18 now. Exactly. Right. So you know, I, I'm looking at it as you know, it's really, it's really not a bad look, man. To be honest with you, it's really not a bad look at all. Um, and you know, speaking of coming back to the crib, 
Tyreek Hill <laughs> has been traded from the Kansas City Chiefs, thank goodness, uh, to the Miami Dolphins. Um, yeah, this kind of everything happened really fast today. Uh, the report came out that he could seek a trade and then all of a sudden there's down to two teams already and Bro, the decision was made. Was so it was quick. Yeah. Um, he's getting the bag. You know, we already kind of touched on it uh, earlier when we were talking about Devante. Um, just wanted to mention it again in case there was anything else you guys wanted to say about Tyreek. Oh man, I just think it's great. I, I, I think it's going to be interesting though. I think, you know, Tyreek <clears throat> is where he probably should be. Honestly, no. I, I think I think he's going to be at a team where he's he's going to be the clear-cut number 1. I think he's going to be at a team where he's going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. I think he's going to have a lot of fun. Not just that, but also, you know, he's going to be paired up with another receiver just as fast as him. And they're saying that um, just based off of the pure numbers, they said this is going to be the fastest wide receiver duo ever. Yeah. Oh, speed kills. But yes, it does. I was just does. thinking about like him just because you know he's going to run something similar to the, what the Kyle Shanahan scheme. But just, you know, if, you know, Tyree kills on a jet sweep four times a game. Come on, man. He can't. He can't do what Debo does in those I, situations. I, I mean, I agree because he's not as physical. Yeah. But with the speed, come on, he's going to get. If he gets around the corner, come on. I feel no, like I that's a solid. Like, I agree. I mean, I, I like. I like what they could scheme. And honestly, we're just talking about him and what he can do. Just imagine what is going to open up for him when you know Waddle is also doing it as well. You can interchange them. You can interchange the both of them. It it it, it could be a wide open game, man. I'm I'm really excited to see what they do. Yeah, I mean, and then we got a, just a couple teams at this point that we still don't really know what's going on with their quarterback situation. We don't know what's happening uh, with the Carolina Panthers, dude. I mean, they still got Sam Darnold, and they're still basically paying him like I think 15 mil guaranteed this year or something like that. So I guess maybe roll with him at this point. Um, or And then, you know, you also got Seattle. Are they going to roll with Drew Locke for a year? Um, I don't see why not. I mean, it, it all just depends on the outlook of the team. You know what I mean? If And, and you know, realistically, like, I don't know if we've really given Drew Locke, like, an opportunity, really. Like, like a full-fledged really true opportunity. Uh, I'm really with you. I'm really with you. Um, because I feel like um even when um when Drew Locke played Seattle last year, he had like a very solid game. Um, and then I think that's like another reason why it was like I was like I'm not like I'm not a Drew Locke fan by any means, but it's like all right, you know, like he might be serviceable. I mean, they pick at nine now. I think it's interesting because you know a team that hasn't had a first round pick in two years. You know, who knows what they could do. Right. You know, because they could go quarterback. You know, they could go tackle. You know, who knows? But I think it's, like, interesting because, you know, they could trade back. 
because you know they they said they're trying to there's you know um Pete Carroll said to, yesterday they're trying to sign DK before the season starts. Yeah, that would be a good idea, right? Because I mean, I I I would I understand why because you might as well sign him because if you don't, he's leaving. Facts. But then again, but then again, if you're DK, do you want to sign an extension without knowing exactly. what the future of the quarterback yeah. position is going to be? If I'm DK, I, I'm like, I nah, I'm gonna wait till after the year. I would say no, but you know, it's not me. And then if you get hey. franchise tagged, hey, then but, you're you're making crazy money still. But I don't know though, because if because you know if they're there, they might say DK, they might give DK thirty, man. Like I could, I think I could see Schneider and them doing something like that. Really? Yes. They they would they would easily make DK Metcalf the highest paid wide receiver in the league. Like they would try to get it for like a slightly under, like they would slightly get him under market, but he would be the highest paid annually. Wow. Because I feel like I feel like um. They value him that much. I mean, he's a damn good receiver. Yeah. Well, um, anything else free agency wise? No, sir. It, man. All right. Uh, the one thing we didn't actually mention last week, uh, there has been some proposed rule changes for overtime. Uh, this is something that we discussed uh, during the playoffs. Playoffs. Um, <laughs> let me see here. So I just want to see what the two teams were. Uh, so the first rule change was proposed by Indianapolis and Philadelphia, uh, which would allow both teams an opportunity to possess the ball in overtime. Okay. And Tennessee proposes um, to allow – both teams the opportunity to possess the ball in overtime unless the team with the first possession scores a touchdown and a successful two-point try. Wait, run that back? So the first one is each offense is going to get it no matter what. The second one is both offenses are going to get it unless the first one gets a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Oh, my I like the first one. I like the first one personally. I just give both offenses a shot, and yeah. then let's go from there. I mean, I would. I'm not indifferent. I mean, because chances are, if a team was able to drive all the way down on your ass in overtime to get that touchdown, they're probably going to get that two point try. Yeah, facts. Both teams should have a chance. Not gonna lie That's to you. I see. Yeah. So I don't know when they vote on this. I think it's probably closer to. Uh, I think it's when the league year starts. Yeah, well, the league year's already started, but I, I know I know what you mean. Like when teams report and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, but the draft is coming up next month. Uh, Willie, it's yeah. in it's in your backyard. Are you gonna you know see I what's up? I don't know. I mean, it's just live bro. about it actually. I might actually I might look because I mean. If I can get some third party tickets, I mean, I'll look for sure. I got yeah. some uh, opening day tickets today, fortunately, from the Dodgers. Nice, nice. That's pretty cool. Um, but oh uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be interesting. I mean, the Seahawks pick at nine. I think it's gonna be um, 
I think it's going to be interesting to start of the post Russell Wilson era. And that's still some, a conversation piece. I don't know if you saw the little, there was like a little jab back and forth where Russell Wilson said, Oh, i never asked for a trade. The Seahawks already said that Russ asked for a trade, which is why he got traded. And so there's a little controversy. Well, you know, Russell is going to find some way to say his piece. He can't help himself. Oh, of course. But, I mean, it's the draft, man. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be – I think wherever Malik Willis goes, I think it's going to be interesting. But I think it's still interesting because people have been saying that Kenny Pickett is still their number one quarterback. Well, here's the reason. Here's the reason why I think Kenny Pickett is still their number one quarterback. And this this is going to take me into my next rant. Guys, I just want to let you know, <clears throat> in the history of ever, there's never really been a bad quarterback pro day. They're throwing oh, so wide course. open routes. They're showing off their arm strength. They're showing off their mobility. I'm waiting for the year where we stop loving up on these pro days. Like, we did it with Malik Willis. We did it with Josh Allen. We did it with Trevor Lawrence. Anybody who's got the strong arm, we're going to love watching their pro day. Listen, mm-hmm. it don't mean shit. Okay? Yeah. Now, the reason why Kenny Pickett is ahead of Malik Willis <clears throat> isn't because of athletics or whatever the case may be. I mean, Kenny Pickett played in more difficult circumstances against more difficult teams and performed. So you have to keep that in the context as well. Right? Um, Malik Willis is still not necessarily proven per se um in terms mm-hmm. of like playing big time ball um does that mean he can't play big time ball that's not what i'm saying but when we're talking about a draft no, unanswered you know what i mean if you do you want to go with questions that you know or questions that you don't know if both of them bust which one would you rather bust on <laughs> pause but uh, you know. <laughs> i'm sorry i apologize i apologize um, but you know, bottom line, bottom line here is I think, you know, ultimately what determines it to me is <clears throat> your, your resume and as great as Malik Willis is, you know, we've seen him in an open air and we've seen him play for Liberty. Yeah. You know what I mean, Fact. that matters. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that about, uh, does it for the, for the world of the NFL. And NBA, oh, I, got you. I do just want to mention real quick because it actually just happened um, with the Miami Heat. Um, an incident happened uh, during their game where Jimmy Butler and Udonis Haslam had yeah, to be they, separated. They got in a fight. Yeah, they and got then it. it ended up spilling onto the court with Jimmy Butler and Coach Spolstra getting in each other's faces and going back and forth. What? There's Jimmy Butler for you, baby. I'm gonna send it. I'll send it to your guys' IG right now. I'm like, I just watched the the thing. Damn, Jimmy. Yeah, I don't but, know what happened, but, but they, I mean, I'm not listening to the audio either, so I don't know if something. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that it was gonna happen. But. Jimmy Jimmy looks confused. That's why everybody's angry, to be honest, because you can't really see Jimmy's face at all. You just see his like his hands going up. He's doing a lot of this with his hands. You know the thing. <clears throat> the thing about it is, is that we, like we said before, we 
Jimmy has been through this in every stop that he's been to. Now, this to me is going to show, you know, how what Miami does. Is Miami any different from every other organization? You know what I mean? Like that's that's what you get with a guy like Jimmy. Yeah, um, and and I and I want to and I want to see if they're gonna if they're gonna sit there and be like you know he just had a moment of passion or whatever the case may be, and see where they go from there. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, these things happen. Guys fight. You know, like right. where where do we go from here now? Exactly because you see because you've seen in the past every other team where Jimmy G or we're not Jimmy where Jimmy Butler has had like an issue where there is like one thing it's like automatically he gets traded. And so I think it's interesting because it's already after the trade deadline. So it's like, all right, let's see where you're gonna what you're gonna do. And I mean, you've already committed to this guy as a franchise guy. You gave him the mat. Facts. You gave him the max. Yeah. I mean, and I mean in the rest of the NBA, I mean, ain't shit happening. I mean, I'm telling you, like. I'll be watching. <laughs> Ain't shit happening, man. Kyrie it's, plays. I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie gonna be able to play. Kyrie, Kyrie. Kyrie is back fully. Um, you got you got LeBron. He passed on um, Carl Malone, but other than that, I mean, there's everything is everything. You know, everything is everything. The Nuggets um extended Mike Malone. Mike Malone. Good. I mean, Mike Good Malone is a great coach, man. Good move. I mean, he's definitely cementing himself as a great as a great coach in his league. But I mean, other than that, I mean, it's it's the downtime in the league, man. <laughs> It'll pick up in a couple of weeks. You know, you got you got playoffs coming up real soon, baby. Facts. Did y'all talk about that shellacking the the the, the Sixers took against Brooklyn in their first game against them back? No, no, nah. no. Wait, did we? So sad. What was the score? A lot to a little. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. It really was. I, I, was it about like 30 or some shit like that? 30, 40 points, yeah. bro. The boys lost really bad, bro. I, I was, I was, oh, I remember where I was listening to it. Um, Skip and Shannon was talking about it, man. And it was like, you know, it's funny because, you know, Embiid, he's, I'm the MVP. Bro, he wasn't playing like the MVP, bro. Yeah, they got locked up some serious, bro. And it was crazy. It's Kyrie. Kyrie off opening tips that I'm thinking James Harden. That's how much he don't like that boy. And that boy James Harden went. Turn turnover city, man. A lot of shots for a little bit of mate. Kyrie can play ball, man. I think, people, I think be, um, people be trying Kyrie. Kyrie is a hooper, nah. I think James we know we're we're Kyrie team. advocates on this show. Yeah, oh, bro. Kyrie, Kyrie a hooper, bro. Man. Y'all gonna stop trying my dog Kyrie. Oh, he's one of the last one of the last pure hoopers left, bro. Yeah. Well people tell people say that, bro. He's so good at basketball because of the way he thinks. Because of the way his mind operates. I can see that. Definitely in a way the way he processes information. He, they feel like that plays a part in why he dribbles the way he dribbles. Because he thinks so outside the box. He's gonna do shit that's just that most people aren't thinking about doing on the basketball court. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Shout out to the boy Kyrie, man. We can't wait to see you playing Brooklyn, my boy. Oh. Even though they got breezed by the Grizzlies today. <laughs> the Grizzlies playing good basketball, man. Man, the Grizzlies the Grizzlies top 
five teams. Ja, ja dropped 33. I mean, 43. I mean, not Ja. Kyrie dropped 43 in this law. Damn. Yeah, that boy is on a tear. Yeah, they lost, and KD, KD dropped 35, 11, and 8. Kyrie Damn. dropped 42, 8, and they lost. I think that tells you how well the Grizz are, the Grizz are playing, man. Grizzlies are playing good. They won without John Morant. They won without John. They they won without John. Wow. Desmond Bain and De- and Dylan Brooks being the main scorer. I mean, them boys ain't no slouches, I mean, now. Desmond Bain is like that. Anthony Melton. What the fuck is going on? Boys like it, man. No, it's gonna be a nice playoff for real, for real. Though. The Grizzlies really have fifty wins. That's wow! Crazy. How many? That's how many games are left? Like fifteen? Not that much. There's got to be like Not around twenty, much. under twenty. We're at that point now. Um, nice, bro. Yeah, but I will. I do want to say something that's crazy that's happened. The um the Brooklyn, or not the Brooklyn. The Orlando Magic led up 53, um, no, 50, um, 350 point scores in the last week. They have allowed what? 50, um, three 50 point scores oh, in the last week. Uh, Sadiq Bay had 50, Kyrie had 50, and um, KD had 50. We're, we're, oh no, we're not. Really. Sadiq Bay from the Pistons, bro, had 51 with ease, had 10 threes. Yeah, we had about ten games left in the season, bro. Really? Yeah, it's only about one, like four more games this month, yeah. and then five games in April. About five games per team in April, and then that's it. That's exciting. I'm that's excited. really exciting, man. I I feel like it's just like because the like the Thunder are so bad that I'm just like, oh, the NBA is still going on. Who? The Thunder. Different teams? Yeah. Well, because he's a Supersonics fan. Damn, what team? I mean, he's, he likes the West Coast teams. He's from he's from Alaska. Oh, you're from. Where are you from, cousin? Damn. What team is ass, cousin? I ain't going to lie to you. Like I said, the Supersonics. <laughs> Supersonics are, were actually a pretty decent franchise when they were around. Franchise, man. The glove is that boy. The glove is that boy. And Jesus work. He was over there. KD was. I mean, that same team would have been would have would have been what the what the Thunder were without a shadow of a doubt. People are like, oh, like that wouldn't have happened if they were in Seattle. I was like, oh, definitely would that definitely would have happened. It would have been the Not same exact move. Exactly. Yeah, Russell Westbrook and, and James boys. Harden. Them. You're not winning for a ring. I think it would. I think it would have meant more if it happened in Seattle. To be honest with you, that crowd would have been fucking. Oh, them boys would have just lost a lot. They would have got there and lost a lot. Hey, I would take that rather than um, winning like twenty games. Until Katie cleared it on, cleared it on there. That's how it was going to go to. That shit would have been yeah, Play in tournament starts April thirteenth, April twelfth actually. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm ready. I'm sure April 13th, that's the day after my birthday. Lit. Nice. No, April 12th. April 12th, April 12th is my birthday. Hey. Hey. 
So I'm, I'm sure the 7 through 10 is going to be completely different than it is now. Easily. I can see that. I can see that. Because everybody from 7 through 10 on both on both conferences seem to be pretty. Crazy thing is the Hawks at 10, man, in the, in the East. The Hawks are they 10? Are 10. Yeah, both East been. Bro, the, the oh, Nets are 8. The Nets are in the playing tournament. That's right? an eight, bro. That's amazing. Oh, good old basketball. Right. The crazy thing is, like, the Heat are the number one seed, bro, and that shit happened tonight. Right. The Heat are the what seed? The number one seed. Yeah, they've been they've been competing for that for a while. And to be honest, between one and four, they're probably going to be – one and four is probably not going to move unless they move in between each other. So Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, and Philly are probably going to be the one through four seeds, regardless if it's a matter of seeding. Mm-hmm. And it's just left. This is between Chicago, Cleveland, and everybody. Cleveland is staying at the number six. That's crazy. Shit, the Knicks still have a chance to make the play-in tournament. <laughs> crazy. The Knicks they they probably got to win out. They got to win out, and then you Charlotte and Atlanta and Brooklyn to fold the number two. And Brooklyn not folding another Kyrie um, playing. Boy, Kyrie is back full time. I'm telling you, I think this was all a ruse, bro. Kyrie back full time yeah, now? Yeah. Yep. They're letting him on yeah. court? Yep. That's what I'm saying, bro. They be trying with all Kyrie, man. Let with all play, man. You goofy, boy. <laughs> Let me start talking to it before they re sin. <laughs> I was about to say, all right, now. Nah. You know, you know, we heard you know, you know, NBA, you know, NBA brass, they be listening to to Boss Force podcast. You know, New York, they be listening to the podcast, but they might reach in Martian. They chill out. <laughs> Shit, be wild. And I'm, I'm glad. They need him to play right now. Bro, bro it's just crazy, <laughs> though, how good the West is compared to the East, though. Yeah. That's never been. That's always been like that. Yeah, but I feel like it's. I feel like it's starting to really separate again. You think it's starting to separate? Yeah, I really. Think so, bro. You look at the. You look at seven. You look at seven through ten in the east, and comparing them seven through ten in the west. The nine, ten, and eight seeds damn near have the same amount of record, if not worse, than the, than the nine, ten, the nine, um, the ten, nine, and eight seeds in the east. The worst team in the, the number ten seed in the West had was a thirty and forty two record. The ten seed in the East was thirty six and forty seven. So it's like the top teams you might get a little just a little. You know what I'm saying like the first three, like four first teams. Through, well, I feel like one through seven. One, I get one through like six because like if you look at one through six in the East, they're still kind of they're still hooping, bro. It's just they're not they don't have they don't have those two teams over fifty wins like the West does. Their three seed is the number one team in the in the in the East. Yeah, that's because you know what I'm saying. Like I said, the first three teams are very high power teams. Like so the first four teams are very high power teams. But everybody else, I feel like after that, is fair game. Like, and I will say it's interesting because um, Steph Curry is out indefinitely. He'll be back, He'll be back for the playoffs. Yeah, this just means until we. Until we say so. Gotcha. Goodbye. So long. Ain't no to you. There's three, there three seed. There's nobody they really need to be scared of, in my opinion. So I feel like there's, there's no reason for them to be like, oh shit, we need to make sure we get this specific seed. Uh, 
So I feel like as long as, long as they, as long as he plays, which I feel is what's going to happen, he'll come back for the playoffs. I feel like it'll be fine. Gotcha. I'm trying to see. I hope my boy Jamal Murray come back for these playoffs, man. That's what I'm really hoping for. That's what I really need to see. It should be. We gonna see. It, man. We gonna see. Got her fat boy not playing still. Cool. Really? What's his name? Zion. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's not gonna play. They're working on. They're working on his oh. on his body. Badass. <laughs> I mean, the man's still doing between the leg dunks off the hop. So, yeah, athleticism is still there. So they work out what they need to work out. It might be all right. That's gonna be crazy for the Lakers to make the playing tournament. That should be wild. I wonder what LeBron does if they don't make a playing tournament. Cry. My God. Blame his teammates. I mean, I wouldn't sure. You have a reason to. It's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, I don't. And what's crazy is if you look at their game, they be beating teams that you know what I'm saying. They'll beat teams that are top seeds. Like they've beaten the Raptors. They beat well. The Raptors are top seeds. They've beaten Cleveland. But that's LeBron going home. LeBron ain't about to lose Cleveland. I don't know, man. They just. I don't know, bro. I'd hate to see them boys get swept. If they were to fuck around and make it to the eight seed, y'all know they're getting full old by Phoenix. I know, especially if Anthony Davis not healthy. Them boys getting, getting washed. <laughs> they're getting full old. I mean, only time will tell. I mean, you know, playoff LeBron is definitely different. Um, and I mean, honestly, this team doesn't really look like a championship team anyway. So, no. honestly, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see LeBron really looking at this team and thinking like, no, I don't think he thinks he can win a ring with these boys. No, definitely not. But we shall see. We'll see. We will see. Anything else in the world of the NBA? That's it, man. Anything else in the world of sports? Nope. That's what I'm talking about. I'm trying. I felt like there was something that I did want to mention, but I forgot it. I'll just put it on the gram, if anything. Um, oh, yeah. I wanted <clears> – <throat> it is on the gram, but I just wanted to mention, um, you know, there's been people on Twitter that was clowning uh, Tyreek Hill because, remember, a couple years ago he was saying that uh, – the Chiefs was going to be on um, – they was just chasing Jordan at this point. He was thinking like six, seven rings for the new nice. Chiefs dynasty, and he gone now. So, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to him. He's going to put himself up there in the Hall of Bronze and KD. Yes, sir. So uh, let's move on to underrated bars of fame. It. Today, underrated bars of fame is Talib Kweli or Kweli, however people want to pronounce it. It's really Kweli, but people say Kweli still. Um, Never Been In Love is a track. It's off of his 2004 album, The Beautiful Struggle. Here we go. <clears throat> I know there's a first time for everything. First time I let her in my bed, she got wetter than the perfect storm that we weathering together. And this the first time that I've ever considered wedding wings. 
But first things first, yo, I met her at the bar rolling with three wise men. Like I followed a star. There she is, shorty bi-coastal, thick like bifocals, stacked like Tupac vocals, her body so loco. Jewel of the Nile, so I'm romancing the stone. The rhythm is to the words, and I watch her dance to my poems. The way she moved them hips let me know in advance that she grown. I pictured it like Paris Hilton when she answered the phone. Yo, dancing alone because she extra fly, but I got good looks, so I catch her eye. Gave the rest a try, and I give the best a try. Leave your nest and I'll fly, make you testify. Damn, baby, I know we got some haters and the hook. I don't care what people say as long as you and me okay because I've never been in love before. See, I used to be a player and all of this is new to me, but this ain't what I'm used to seeing because I have never been in love before. Verse two, you run it back to the kid like this was home base or a marathon. I let you set your own pace, your own space in the beautiful struggle. Now, baby, tell what it's going to take to prove that I love you. When I'm gone, you be missing me too. I let me know that my prayers is the music God be listening to. Don't get it confused. I'm trying to get religious with you. I never thought I feel like this is a this is like a miracle. You 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 stole my heart like a crook in love, crossing the bridge to the Brooklyn love. When I took above, it's clear skies that surrounding my earth. Your love is drugs, and I'm down to serve. Let's deal with it, yo. We go to the spot, and you still get it low. I get excited fast and still love to hit it slow. So the walls come tumbling down like Jericho and you hear the sound is stereo. Here we go. I don't care what people say as long as you and me, okay, because I've never been in love before. See, I used to be this player and all of this is new to me. And this ain't what I'm used to seeing because I've never been in love before. Verse three, you look good when I tried you on. So I had to write a song. Used to be the guy that always made her cry when I'm gone. Always kept it stable and never spent a night alone. No cable or no hardline phone while I'm never home, scared of commitment. Ready to forever roam. We at war like sister soldier and she welcome to my terror dome. Headstrong, our connection proved them haters dead wrong. From now to RIP proceeds, my name's up on the headstone. Leave her be for five minutes, dudes try to dive in it first. They want to spin on my name and tarnish my image. I tell them, do you? I don't care who she's speaking with because I already know she made it clear who she's leaving with. And it feels so beautiful. Put it in a rhyme because it feels so musical. Plus, you ain't no groupie hoe sitting in the studio. Before we do this, though, there's something that you should know. I know we got some haters, and I don't care what people say, as long as you and me okay, because I've never been in love before. See, I used to be this player, and all of this is new to me, and this ain't what I'm used to seeing, because I ain't never been in love before. Never been in love, Talib Kweli. Underrated bars of fame. Nice. Nice. Buddha, where can they reach us on email? Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. What about Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Yes, sir. I'm going to get up there. <laughs> All right, bet that up. For the 224th time, we are done. Hey, real talk, we appreciate y'all for listening to us, man. Y'all couldn't listen to any sports podcast in the world, but you listening to us, and we appreciate that. Um, you know, just keep giving us these clicks and these listens, and we're going to keep giving you this content to ride to, a vibe to, potentially get hot to. Like, Weezy, we out of here. Yeah, bye, hoes. Silly. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>